1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 2. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons, Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkina offered, he gave to Penina, his wife, to all her sons and daughters' portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. That word worthy transcribes double. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Her adversary provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Verse 12, and it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. Eli said, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away the wine. She answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunken neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. I want to preach to somebody here this morning, defy the odds. Defy the odds. Let's lift our hands one more time and just ask God to talk to us today. God, talk to our hearts. God, there are needs all across this building. and God, you're the only one that can answer. You're the only one that can give the solution to the problem. I'm asking you today, let faith move in this building today through your word. We ask you in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. There is a opposing, antagonistically opposing spirit against everything that God's word says. It wants to defy every promise that His Word has given for you and I. It wants to cause you and I to look at His Word from a perspective of a, uh, would jaded be the proper, where we look at it with a little bit of cynicism, that it's just another book. It's just pages that we've heard from Sunday school lessons and for some of you that could date it, flannel boards. Some of you may remember the little flannel boards. But that was just Sunday school lessons and things I heard and it was good and it got me maybe even to where I am. I'm not discounting those moments, but... But now, it's almost like everything you have heard and been taught and even ascribed to is just under this vehement press. It's like a voice out of nowhere that just says, Oh, it don't matter. God didn't mean it when He said it. You know what? That works for somebody else. That word only applies to those religious folk or... It applies to those, and we stereotype people. 
You say, well, it worked for them because they maybe been living for God for a long time or they are better people than me or they do greater things uh, for around the church. So it applies to them. But really what you and I need to understand, there's an there's a odds that this world's mindset and principles are trying to press down on you and I to cause us to just let go of God's word that God can't do what he said he could do. The odds are more against you and I in this, what we commonly call the world. The odds oppose you and I. I mean, come on folks, think about it. You never heard about the things we're hearing about 60 years ago. Before my time, I don't think my granddaddy ever had to face what we're having to face now. In the church, in our homes, on the job, wherever you go. It's this, this, this pressure that's saying the odds seemingly are more against you succeeding for God than for you succeeding for God. That's the voice I hear. Maybe y'all don't hear that. Maybe it's just me by myself. But I hear it saying, you'll never do this. Because that was only for them back then. If God ever gave it to them then, then God will give it to me now. If God ever healed somebody of cancer a week ago, then God will heal cancer today. And whether the odds say it can't happen, I know a God that's greater and more powerful and he'll defy the odds as long as you and I believe that he can. Bible says in Proverbs, there are three, yea, four things that are never satisfied. The grave, death. In the grave. It's never going to be satisfied. It's going to do everything it can to consume. That's the way it is. And it ain't going to change. Death will come. But he also said the earth. Fire. But then there one he just kind of slips in there. Fire is something I can't make. I mean you can if you got a cigarette lighter or uh, matches and. Earth, I can't control that. The grave, I can't control that. But then he throws in an element of humanity. The barren womb. Why did he put that in there? Because what he's trying to say is, is I understand and I I know the element of humanity that you're going to face things in your flesh that you cannot change in this Fire and earth, that's one entity. That's, that's something totally different. But it is something about that barren womb that it's never satisfied. There's a part that God's created within the female gender. Men, sorry. We don't know how they feel. Thank God. I'm glad there ain't no babies for the men. You let us hurt our toe and you'd swear we're having a baby. (laughs) I know she ain't going to agree, but it'd probably be true. I do. But here's, uh, there's something about that womb within them. See, God created it that way. And 
There's a part within that humanity. He's not just speaking of the female gender. Within every man there's a womb. And God has reserved that place for himself. The womb of the spirit of man. Man's three part body, soul and spirit. The body is what you see. For some it might not be good to look upon. But it is what it is. You can't change it. Me and you brother Smith we are what we are. (laughs) And Rogaine ain't going to help us. Come on, somebody, hang with me this morning. We're going to eat in about 20 minutes. My Lord, I'm hungry. I done had four services, I think, this morning. Y'all done preached me already out four times already this morning. My own prayer, men's prayer, another prayer, another service, and now another one. Y'all better thank God I love to preach. (laughs) But there's something about that womb. See, what God's trying to tell us in Proverbs, I reserve that for me. Not for stuff. Not for things. I put that part in the spirit of man. Not the soul. The body's what you see. The soul's the mind, the will, the emotion. The spirit. Oh, the spirit of man. That's a different entity by itself. That's the one that God said, that's my place. And the light went out when Adam fell. And God said, I'm the only one that can light that room up. I'm the only one that can cause you to see things about me. Is in the spirit of man. And when my spirit comes, it brings the light of understanding. But you see, here's the other component of it. He said, it's never satisfied. No, now, here's my question. Do I... Allow that womb to be this magnetic pull for things that cannot never fulfill really what was intended for God. Or do I let the things of God fulfill that womb that he intended for himself. That really only true satisfaction can come that when God comes. It doesn't come when I get it. Come on folks, when you buy a new car, what happens? It's a new thing and a great thing immediately when you get it. But you let one scratch get on it and it's done for. These things are fleeting. It's a moment. It's a great thing. I get a new this, a new that, a new this. Like I talked about this morning. it's, it's, It's tangible attainments that begin to just fade. But yet what God's trying to tell us and even the story of Hannah. There's something I put in you that there's no tangible attainment that can fulfill or give you the satisfaction that only my spirit can give you. You can look all over the earth and never find it. You can gain everything you can. And I'm all for God's blessings and favor on us. But yet somewhere in all of that, if I'm going to get anything by the thought, no, I better make sure I get enough of God. I better make sure I get enough of his word because there's an impending thing telling me you can't beat this. But there's enough faith in me and in his word says I can defy every odd. Where the odds say it's going to destroy my family or destroy our church or destroy our young people. I need some people with faith that will say I can defy the odds. Kids in this end time can live for God. Young people can live for God with a holy consecration the odds say they can't social media and all the the things that have bombarded their minds odds of the world they're banking on you not coming out 
They're banking on you by the time you hit 20. That the faith that your mamas and daddies has professed would nothing be more than just a tradition. Is there anybody that's just got something welling in your spirit this morning to say, I'm here to defy the odds of the world? The mindset and principles that says you cannot, I'm here to tell you you can. I'm not trying to give you some humanistic self-help mindset or sermon here this morning. I'm trying to preach to you a message that through the Holy Ghost you can do whatever God's put in your heart to do. If God said your son and daughter's coming, then they're coming. If God said you can have peace of mind, then he suffered that crown on his head of thorns to give you a healing to your mind. There's nothing that the enemy can do that God cannot bring you out and give you better and Hannah learned the barren womb the hard way here she is and can't have two kids can't have a kid Elkinah had two Penina and Hannah Elkinah and Penina's having kids. Isn't it funny? That's the one thing you want, you can't have in the things of life. And Joe Blow down the road has got more than he can handle. See, that's how God sometimes allows things to happen. To see how bad. And I know that this is a flip-flop between the natural and the tangible. But please understand, I'm speaking of spiritual principles here. He allows things to happen down the road to see how bad you really want these things in him. He allows this one to have a greater anointing in ministry. I'll just put it me and you on the block, Elder. He allows you to have greater successes in preaching. While me over here, I'm struggling just to get a message and just struggling to get a word from God and But yeah, you're so blessed. And if I'm not careful, jealousy gets into the heart. They say it and I believe it is so. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Jealousy will make you and I do things that we don't even know is in us. It'll it'll turn a mama against her babies and daddies against their wives and brother against brother. You see, but if you understand, it's not uh, uh, something that inherently, it's the odds. It's it's what this world, the nature, it's saying you got to fight for everything. And here's what God's saying. You ain't got to fight for some things. I willingly give this to you if you just let that womb cry out to me and ask me for it. And oh, Penina having them kids. And Hannah can't have none. See, God puts you and I in a place where there's nothing you can do. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Come on, won't y'all just get honest? I hate it. Because there's nothing I can do. God, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. For some of us, it ain't much. Don't give what you got. You better hang on, Brother Jackson, to everything. (laughs) It's already started. Y'all better hang on. I don't know if y'all know what you got. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe you better hang. Don't unpack the bags yet. <laughs> Don't unpack them yet. <laughs> you see, God puts you and I in places, though. There ain't nothing we can do. He'll let sickness come when there ain't nothing you can do. He'll let family trouble come when there ain't nothing you can do. Can you defy the odds when your family's falling apart? See, because the world says, just let her run. (laughs) Can you defy the odds when it comes against our church? The odds are saying, we can't have an apostolic church and apostolic people. We've got to just be a normal little maintenance church and let's just hang on and just barely make it by. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. At least that ain't why I'm here. I'm here to believe God and I know you believe God that it's time for a harvest of backsliders to come home. The odds say they ain't never coming. That old Jack Daniels has got them so hooked. I'm here to tell you God will break the back of that if I can just have somebody that will pray the prayer of faith and say it's held them too long. It's time to set them free. See, we'll get in a situation where Ain't nothing we can do, Brother Mark can tell. We're stuck. Hannah was there. Hannah's there. What do you do? There ain't no artificial insemination. There ain't no doctors. What do you do when your back's against the wall? I'll tell you what the world says for us to do. Fight. Get angry. Pick up a gun. If I'm going to be Christ-like, that defies the opposite. That's totally opposite of what Jesus Christ was. He was God manifested in the flesh. And when he came, he could have taken away every one of them soldiers and said, my kingdom's here, I establish it now. But what did he do? I lay down my life. Because he knew there's some things that only God can do. And his purpose is greater. So here's Anna. What am I going to do? And here's what makes it worse. They go to the house of God year by year. You know what that tells me? That tells me church folk ain't exempt. If anything, it's more for us. (laughs) Why? Why? Man, I live good. I come to church. I, I raise my hands. I... Give a little shout when I'm supposed to. And I do everything right in sync. But why is there this this thing? I'm here to declare to somebody. God put that emptiness in you that he could fill it. And there ain't no amount of anointing. There ain't no amount of, of, I say anointing. Yes, there is. But there ain't no amount of tangible things. That can feel what God's reserved for himself. What's in the womb of this church? That God's saying, I'm ready to move into, but I got to move this out to move this in. What is it he's going to add to? 
I don't know. All I know is this. Without God doing anything, it ain't going to work. You can't preach to your lost kids hard enough to get them here. But if you get a working of the Spirit, God could do it in one second. I'll never forget, I was at church over yonder, close to Texas, preaching. They had, brother, what's now probably 25 people there. And they were just kind of looking at me like a deer in the headlights. Good people, but still just looking at me. And we started at about 7. And I just get my motor warmed up, getting into it. And about 7.20, I said, in about 8 to 10 minutes, I said, a backsider's about to walk through that back door. And they looked at me kind of back, like some of you are looking at me here today. You done lost your ever-loving mind, preacher. Because you see, we've got it just coined and measured and stereotyped of saints and preachers and churches and the services. And, and in about eight minutes, almost to the dot, opens the back door. And an old girl, daughter, one of the saints of that church, walked in that back door with her two little babies, came up to that front row, sat down, and God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, there's things God can do that you and I can't see. But here's what you and I have got to realize. I'm here to defy the odds. The odds say it can't happen. I'm here to tell you it will happen. The odds say your marriage won't make it. I'm here to tell you it will. Your family won't make it. Your family will make it. Don't be shocked if God puts you in a place that you can't do nothing about it. All he's trying to do is to see how bad you want his kingdom and his purpose. I'm telling this church this prophetically on this very first Sunday morning. Get ready because you're going to be put in some situations that you didn't understand. Hang on. It's going to get good. Because God's going to do some things for you and for I that we never thought could ever come. And he's just wanting to know how bad do we really... We've been saying we want it. I've been saying it. I've been saying I want apostolic anointing. I want apostolic ministry. I want to see where the fire of heaven begins to fall and rest on our assemblies. And God's saying, okay, how bad do you want it? I'm letting some things dry up to see if you'll defy the odds. Because the odds say, just be a, just a normal preacher. Just be a normal saint. Just be a normal drummer. Just go back there and just be a little drummer. Little drummer boy. Or, when you get in that drum cage, it can literally be like a heavenly little place. And you say while you're in there beating that drum and what you're doing in natural talent, the presence of God moves in that drum cage. And the the glory of God, you say, well, what's the benefit for it? I'll tell you. The glory of God could hit one and it radiates like a light bulb through this assembly. And cancers start falling off. And chest pains start leaving bodies. And cancers begin to dry up in their roots. 
Oh, Jesus. Who wants to go? Ain't nowhere Jesus ever called a man great in the New Testament. If, if I'm wrong, show it to me and I'll stand corrected. But I do find where he said it twice. Great is thy faith. He told it to that centurion. He said, great is thy... That centurion came to him and said, Jesus, I need a miracle for my servant. He needs to be healed. Jesus said, oh, okay. He said, you ain't even got to come. All you got to do is speak it. What faith? And that's... And Jesus, the centurion said back, all you got to do is speak. You ain't even got to come. Why? Because I'm a man under authority and I understand how it works. That's a lesson inside of itself. I'll teach it to you on another day. But God's ready to bring a level of authority to this assembly in a level that you and I have never experienced before. Not because Scott Benoit is here, but because the people of God have asked for a great apostolic harvest. And the second place he said, great is thy faith, was a little lady. A little lady, Brother Bushnell, that had a sick daughter. And she pushed through people's opinion. She pushed through even the disciples that were arrogant and narcissistic. That said, this is for us and not for, this is family owned and operated. No pun intended. Y'all are families here, man. Everybody. I can't say nothing about this one because y'all all all kin. Would y'all just halfway adopt me and let me kind of halfway be a part? Man. But the disciples said, this is a family-owned operated business. It's just us 12 and Jesus. And we don't let no people come in here. Matter of fact, Jesus even said, you're a dog woman. We'd have quit church right there. We'd have quit, Brother Smith. We all want this lovey-govey, and I want to be loved. But sometimes God comes down into Scott Benoit's life and says, son, you're acting like a fool. But Jesus, to that little woman that pushed through, musicians, get ready, I'm closing. To that little woman... That pushed through. And to that centurion. Watch what Jesus said. Great is thy faith. This ain't about a great congregation and a great man. Though I think you are great. This is about great faith. And the only way God will give you the strength to defy the odds in your individual families. In your minds. In your spirits. In the struggles that you're facing. Is the fact that you stand and say God. I'm with you with everything I got. I don't need that. You say to God, God, I will defy the odds because your purpose, my family is too important to me for me to come this far and let it all go. I'm telling some mom and some daddy here today, God's going to do a work in your family. It ain't over yet. Stand with me. I didn't finish the story of Hannah. But I'll just give you this ending part. Elkina came. See, because even that husband did not understand what she was going through. 
I sometimes don't understand even what you're going through. My wife don't understand what you're going through. Your neighboring friend. Brother Mark and Tail don't know what you're going through. You don't know what he's going through. That's okay. That's okay. Because he didn't either. So then he tried to fix it. Please stay with me. I'm closing. He tried to give her a double portion. And here's what you and I need to understand. We're not always going to have the words to say or know what to do. He tried to give her a double portion, basically meaning a double inheritance. Because she ain't got kids. The inheritance came from kids. Long story. So here's what he's saying. I'm going to give you what you can't have. And Hannah said, I still ain't good enough. There's some things that it doesn't matter what anybody gives you or does. The only answer is for you to do what Hannah did. Close the shade. Turn the TVs off. Turn the radios off. Turn the cell phone off. Turn social media off. And get alone with God. And just ask God. She got alone. Watch. It was the end of the church service after everybody left. When was the last time that you showed God you were so serious about hearing or seeing this promise or this dream or this manifestation that you were willing to stay till the lights got turned off and everybody left and you just stayed in the altar because Hannah did it and watch what happened Elkina came and said God's going to grant you you did what you were supposed to do you hungered for God and in your hunger God's going to feel what things and people cannot feel in you is there anybody here today that just wants to defy the odds sickness said you're going to die with it let's defy the odds let's defy it and say I'm going to believe God if it takes me to my deathbed my last breath will be the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away bless him be the name of the Lord. Is there anybody here today that you'd grab the hand to the person next to you? Come on, we're all family here. Grab their hand and let's all come to the front together as a family. We ain't gonna sprinkle no dust on you for the visitors that are here. We're not asking you to join a church. We just want to all pray together because the odds are saying your family's not gonna make it. But you're in a, a building with a group of people that believe you can defy the odds why don't you join with us visitors join with us in prayer today let's defy the odds as a congregation lift that hand now to heaven and begin to just talk to him Jesus Jesus